Hallelujah. AGCM. AGCM. This morning you are saying it as if your mission is no missions. I want you to say it with all the vim in you. AGCM. Those of you over here, I want to hear you louder. AGCM. AGCM. We have to sound it, practice it, and be doers of it. Even whilst we are in school and when we are out of school. Amen. Make missions your main thing. Amen. God bless you. This morning, you don't have all the time. I want to first and foremost acknowledge the campus pastor, Reverend Dr. Stephen Wingham, who also doubles as my twin brother from another womb. I appreciate him for the opportunity to be a blessing to you this morning. Hallelujah. Again, I want to acknowledge the leadership of AGCM for their kind invitation given to me this morning to be a blessing to you all. Led by the Honorable, let me say His Excellency, once a president, you will always be a president. The gentleman of the house, the first gentleman of AGCM. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand for Brad Daniel. God bless you. He is the senior associate pastor of the campus ministry. So please acknowledge him as such. He's your pastor. Amen. If you honor the servant of God, God will also honor you. So just as you honor your pastors at home, do give him that honor. Support him to fulfill the mandate God has given him. Amen. So do I acknowledge all the other executives, vice president, the general secretary, and all the others. God bless you. This morning, I'm here with one of my able assistant pastors. He's in the person of Dr. Samuel Adu. Amen. Dr. Samuel Adu wears many hats. He's an alumni of AGCM Legon, alumni of AGCM Cape Coast University, and he's a banker, an economist, a lecturer at your business school, and again, a pastor, and above all, he's a married man and a father. I pray that such grace will abound upon all of you, that you will not go about wearing only one hat, you will wear many hats in this life. If you believe it, say, I receive it. In Jesus' name, so shall it be for you, Amen. God bless you, and I'm glad and happy to have him here with me, supporting me this morning. Doc, you warmly welcome. God bless you. Now, let's go to what we have today. I've been given a topic to treat, and our topic for this morning is maintaining a healthy relationship with God. Let me repeat it for those who are writing. Maintaining a healthy relationship with God. Maintaining a healthy relationship with God. Today, I want to use a very simple scripture that will help all of us to memorize it. Um, President introduced me as the 
Assemblies of God, Accra East, not Ghana East, Accra East, regional superintendent. I'm not the regional superintendent. We have only four superintendents in Assemblies of God. One is the general superintendent. The second is the assistant general superintendent. The third superintendent in Assemblies of God is the regional superintendent. And the fourth and the last is the local Sunday school superintendent. Hello. So where is the Sunday school superintendent here? Oh, Charlie, who is here? You're a big man. You are my boss. <laughs> Amen. So please, uh, don't trivialize your office at all. You are the one of the superintendents. I'm the director of the Assemblies of God Sunday School Department in Accra East. Amen. So he's a big man, just some small fly. But I want, as a Sunday school teacher, I want to use a simple scripture that will resonate in your minds, that will remain with you for a very long time. Genesis 27, 27, say 27, 27. And I love this scripture. I've preached on this from different angles, different, different angles. I've preached on this at a funeral before. I've preached on this at a wedding ceremony before. I've preached on this at a revival service before. And here I'm preaching on this same scripture in AGCM. Amen? Why? 27, 27. I was born 27 June. My wife was born 27 December. So with us, every six months, we celebrate our birthdays. The two shall be one. So my birthday is 27th June and 27th December. So I will never forget 27, 27. Somebody say 27, 27. How many of you will forget this scripture? If you forget this scripture, you have to start all over from SHS again. So go with me to Genesis 27, 27. Genesis 27, 27. Let's hear the reading of God's word. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Let's take it again. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord as blessed. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father Lord, we come before you with an open heart, with an open mind, with an open ears to hear from you. We pray, Lord, that this day we will not be hearers only, but we will be doers of your word. Oh God, and craft, oh God, your word in our hearts. Let your word, oh God, be part and parcel of us. Let's live here with a message. Let's live here with a word. Let's live here, oh God, blessed. For your word declares that we'll come through the south gate, but we'll go through the north gate. Let this word roll, oh God, burdens away. As we speak, oh God, forth your word. Let somebody receive healing. Let somebody be encouraged. Let somebody be revived. We declare in the name of Jesus Christ that your word will not go out and come back the same, but to accomplish the very purpose for which you send it. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. I see four things here. Probably you may see more than four. But the first thing is that Jacob drew near to God. Number one, if you want to maintain a healthy relationship with God, draw close to God. Amen? So you can write it down. Number one, draw close to God. We will expand on it further. Number two, he kissed him. 
if you want to have a closer relationship with God or, a, or maintain a healthy relationship with God, the second thing to do is to have an intimate relationship with God. Not only do you need a close relationship, but you also need an intimate relationship with God. Number three, and the Bible says that Isaac smelled the smell of his raiment. If you want to have a healthy relationship with God, the third thing to do is to have a fragrant relationship with God. Have a fragrant relationship with God. And finally, the Bible says that, and he said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. And he blessed him. If you have a healthy relationship with God, the fourth thing is that God will bless you. And for that matter, you will have a blessed relationship with God. Let's all say it together. Number one, you, are, you, you, you need a closer relationship. Let's all say closer relationship with God. Number two, intimate relationship with God. Number three, fragrant relationship with God. And number four, a blessed relationship with God. I pray that all these four will come upon you. In your journey with Christ, may you experience a closer relationship with God. May you experience an intimate relationship with God. May you experience a fragrant relationship with God. And may you equally experience a blessed relationship with God. We'll throw light on some of these. You see, maintaining a healthy relationship with God does not happen in the vacuum. You are born again, put your hands in your lap, and all of a sudden, you have a relationship. No, it develops. Every relationship de develops. Even the relationship we have with our parents, right from the womb, develops. And it doesn't also develop in a vacuum. Somebody must make an effort. You must work at it. You must be intentional about it. It should be a purposeful something. You need to pay a price to have that relationship with God. Sometimes we think it's, it, it, it just happens. Nothing good drops from the sky. Hello? Every good thing must be worked at. Of course, you need the favor of God, but the favor of God falls on the labor of men. Hello? If you like sleep and write your exams, you will fail. But if you labor in your books, God will favor you and you will come out as the best. Amen? The, the same applies to every relationship. Whether it's a relationship that is leading to marriage, business relationship, political relationship, whatever, academic, whatever it is, you need to work at it. You need to pay the price. The same way, we also have levels in relationship. Some of my biological children are here and some of my spiritual children are also here. I have a different relationship altogether with my biological children and I also have a different relationship with my spiritual children, through of us. And with all this, I also have a, a relationship with somebody I call my roommate who is my wife. You know that relationship is also on another level. That relationship I have with my wife is totally different from that, the relationship I have with my children, my biological children, I mean. And it's also different from the relationship I have 
with my spiritual children. So relationships are in levels. This morning, due to the environment where we find ourselves, I want to use what you know to tell you what you don't know. So in this school, we have levels. Let me see all level 100s you have not seen. Amen? Don't feel shy. Some people as if, look, you are better than those who finished SHS and couldn't get admission. Raise your hands high and say, Lord, I thank you that I'm in level 100. Once you started, you will finish it. Once upon a time, Dr. Ado was in level 100. But today, he has climbed to the levels. Dr. Ado, which level are you in? A level 800? You finished level 800. And you are moving on to fellowship and to do other things. Listen to me. You will move from level 100 to the next level. How many of you are in level 200? Show, show me by hand. Almost so very. Uh, level 200 are not here. You are pardoned. I saw only one hand. I think they visited us. My son is here. He's in level 200. So they, they just visit. Then we have the level 300. They will be coming next month or so. Now let me see the final year students. Don't call yourself final year students. You have not finished. After 400, continue. There is another level. Don't hang your pens. I say continue. There is another level. So today, we want to look at levels in relation to God. Even as we all come to God, God has children who are closer to him than other children. Esau has a closer relationship with Isaac, his father, than the brother Jacob. If you read the scriptures, the Bible says that Rebekah loved Jacob and Isaac loved Esau. So there was some kind of relationship between Isaac and Esau that Jacob didn't get. But when the time came, when the season of blessing came, Rebekah ran to Jacob and told Jacob, go to your father. It is time to receive his blessing. And Jacob asked, what should I do? And Rebekah coached Jacob what to do and what not to do. This morning, I'm here to coach you how to receive the blessing. Hello? I say how to receive the blessing. In every relationship also, there is an overtaking anointing. Some of you will rise and teach some of your teachers or your lecturers who are teaching you today. If you believe, you say amen, I will overtake. Hello? The fact that today you are in level 400 and somebody is in level 100 doesn't mean you have arrived. There is always room for overtaking. Jacob didn't have that relationship with the father. But within a moment or hours, within some few hours, he overtook his brother. The mother coached him, said, go to your father. Listen to me. The first thing to do, the first level in every relationship, or with, especially your relationship with God, is to draw close to God. Make sure you draw close to God. Some of us are far away from God. We are at the diaspora. We are beyond the seas. God is calling you. He said, come. Listen, Christians are born to be in the presence of God. We are not born to be outside the presence of God. Someone said, fish survives in water. Goat survives on a land or outside water. So it is that human beings are created to survive in the presence of God. So if you get out of the presence of God, you are on your way to doom. When God sent no, um, Jonah, God sent Jonah to go and preach at Nineveh, 
he decided to go the opposite direction. And the Bible says that he ended up in the belly of the fish. When you get out of God's presence, you will get into danger. May you draw close to God. The first thing to do is to develop a close relationship with God. That is your level 100. Isaac, proud to this, was far away from, I, from Jacob. And Jacob was far from Isaac. But somebody must go to the other. Jesus came down so that we would draw close to God. But still, there is an effort you, you need to make. The effort you need to make is that whosoever wills may come. God came. He has done his part. But it's up to you to draw closer. Isaac had the blessing. But Jacob must draw closer. Please, don't be far away from God. Draw close to God. Tell somebody, draw closer. Draw closer. God needs you than you think. You need to get close to God. Moses never joked with the presence of God. From the first day he encountered God at the burning bush, he decided to stay continually in God's presence. He once quizzed God. God said, Moses, take these people and go. He said, Lord, I will not go if your presence will not go with me. And the Bible says that God decided to go with Moses. His presence by day was a pillar of cloud with Moses. And his presence by night was a pillar of fire with Moses. I declare that the presence of God will continually be with you. I declare that by day the presence of God will be with you. By night the presence of God will be with you. Wherever you go, may the presence of God go with you. And it was this same Moses who drew closer to God. But this time he wanted an intimate relationship with God. The second level. He needed an intimate relationship with God. And Moses said, Lord, I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to experience you. I want to touch you. I want to see your face. Hello? Is somebody here with me? The Bible says that Jacob drew nearer to Isaac. And he didn't stop there. Some of us dropped too fast. May you not drop from school. May you also not drop from your relationship with God. If you see a dropout, be careful. If a dropout proposes to you, listen to God first before you venture. Because that same dropout can drop you. Hello? What did I say? I said that same dropout can. If somebody has a PhD in dropout, he can drop you. Isaac didn't drop at the closer level. He went on to kiss his father. Of course, among the Orientals, that's the way they greet. But we are talking about an intimate relationship with God. Having a quieter relationship with God. Moving your relationship to a different level altogether. Moses said, Lord, I want to see you. And God said, you will see me, but you can't see my face. I will put you in a rock. And when I put you in the cleft of the rock, I will pass by and you will see my back. And the Bible says that God passed by and Moses saw the back of God. And his face, his countenance started shining, became radiant. And when he came down, the people could not look at him. When you come down, when you have that intimate relationship with God, and when you descend, 
I tell you, people cannot look at you. You will not use makeups, but your beauty will gladiate. Your beauty will radiate everywhere you go. Hello? Is somebody here with me? It is the glory of God. That is, that is what matters. It's not how many hours you spend before your mirror. Sometimes we, pay, we spend those hours, we come out and we still look ugly. Hello? But when you spend time with God, when you are intimate with God, when, when you become that close with God, when you come out, all the ruffians, all those boys who don't matter, they will give you way. And God will lead you to the one and only, that special one. And that special one will see how you radiate. Hello? Is somebody hearing me? May you develop that intimate relationship with God. That intimate relationship with God cannot be found in the congregation. You can draw close to God in the congregation. But if you need an intimate relationship with God, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Moses left the people and he got one-on-one -on -one with God. One-on-one -on -one with God. He said, Lord, I want to see you. Jacob, on his journey, got to a place. He left his family. He left his servants. He left his properties. He left everything. And he was alone in prayer. And the Bible said that night, the angel of the Lord, anytime the Bible talks about the angel, it represents Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. When the Bible speaks of an angel, it's an angel, like Michael, myself. Hello? But when the Bible talks about the angel, the angel of the Lord, it's speaking about Jesus. Jesus met him. And the Bible says that he wrestled with God. He had an intimate relationship with God. And, and the Bible said, the angel said, let me go. He said, I will not let you go. Don't let Jesus go. Somebody shouted and said, Jesus, son of David, save me. And Jesus would not mind. He said, Jesus, do not pass me by. Today is my day. I declare that may you get close to God. May you hold on to God. May you hold fast to God. Be very intimate with God. Lose yourself before him. And the Bible says, the angel asked him, what is your name? And he said, my name is a deceiver. I'm a supplanter. My name is Jacob. And said, so from today, that name will change. Something is about to change in your life. As you get intimate with God, something will change in your life. Once upon a time, I had an intimacy with a lady. And the lady became pregnant. Her life changed. Her everything changed. And today, I have children with her. As you have intimacy with God, something will change about you. I said, something will change about you. You start developing. You start developing. Hello? May you have that intimacy with God. I said, may you have that intimacy with God. Jesus. How do we develop that intimacy? David said in Psalm 27 verse 4, Psalm 274, the Bible says that David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and behold the beauty of the Lord, and you inquire in his temple. One thing. What is that one thing? Somebody shout and say one thing. One thing. What is that one thing you are desiring for? As for me, the one thing I desire for is to stay in his presence. Is to stay in his presence. Is to have an intimate relationship with him. Some of us are fishing at the shores. But the Bible says that those who fish in deep waters shall see the wonders of God. Where are you fishing? I grew up at the seashore, Jamestown, and I know the difference between the two. When we go to the beach, some people swim in the sand, and they call it, in fact, Mikoa Beach. 
You've not been to the beach. Those who fish in deep waters, they see the wonders of God. Why are you fishing? Are you at the shores? Which level are you? Ask somebody, which level are you? Hello? There are levels. One day Jesus met two sisters. Luke 10. Luke 10, 38 to 42. Jesus met two sisters. Mary and Martha. And the Bible says that Mary rushed to the kitchen and was preparing something for Jesus. And sorry, Martha rather rushed to the kitchen and was preparing something for Jesus to eat. Thank God Jesus ate. If I come to your house and I eat, don't call me gluten. Hello? Some of you, I'll be visiting you in your halls very soon. Receive me well. But let me tell you, it is not about the food. It's about those who get close. Mary was at the feet of Jesus and was listening to the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word became flesh. Some of you, if even you receive the whole Jesus in your room, you'll be fighting for where to get more for him. You'll be going, borrowing money to go and buy more to service him. But I tell you, those who sit at the feet of Jesus, in assemblies of God, we have what we call Bible study, Sunday school, etc. Some people don't want to stay under the word. Some people just want to fish at the shallow waters. They want to fish at the shallow water. They don't want to go deep. I pray that you go deep. I say, I pray that you go deep. And Jesus said to Martha, Martha was complaining, Lord, don't you care that my sister should help me? And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you concern yourself about many things, but Mary has chosen one thing, the one thing that is needful. What is that one thing? Somebody shout and say one thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord. As the day pants after the water brooks, so my heart pants after you. May your heart pant after Jesus. May your heart go after Jesus. How many of you are in love with Jesus? How many of you are in love with God? May your heart go after your lover. I say, may your heart go after your lover. Some of you, you've left your first love. You've left your first love. May you go on to the second level. May you go to the next level. Go on to the next level. There are levels. Hello? Is somebody here with me? There are levels. Level 300. Level 100, draw closer to God. I'm not saying wait until you get to level 200 before. You can use one day. Jacob used one day to do all the four. Hello. So don't misquote me and misrepresent me. The pastor says I should wait. When I get to level 200, then I, became, I become intimate with God. Then when I get, no, 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 no. Please don't get me wrong. The third level, develop a fragrant relationship with God. Some relationships are sad. Some relationships, they're order. Hello? How many young ladies here would like to get intimate with somebody who is smelling bad? No. God, no, no. No, no, no. God equally wants a fragrant relationship. He said, your prayers has come up to me like a sweet smelling savor. Are you here with me? Jacob didn't only appear. He prepared himself. He, 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 he used the best ointments. He used the best deodorants. He used the best whatever. The father could smell. Why? The brother knows the father and what the father likes and what the father dislikes. 
So the brother always goes to the father with the fragrant smell. So when Jacob kissed Isaac, Isaac was looking for something. He was blind. But let me tell you, he could see beyond the physical. So he, he started using the other senses to, to see whether is this Jacob or is Isaac. But that day, he couldn't get the difference. I said, there is an overtaking anointing. Very soon, some of you, whose righteousness is like filthy rags, God himself will take that garment and throw it away. And he will impute you with a new righteousness, with a new garment. Somebody say, I receive a new garment. I receive a new garment. Very soon, you will smell before God with fragrance. You will be in the presence of God with, with, with a fragrant smell. Hello? Is somebody here with me? What is that fragrance we're talking about? In Leviticus 11.44, in the Old Testament, God demanded holiness. And in the New Testament, he equally demanded holiness. He's a holy God. He said in Leviticus 11.44, For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am holy, and you need to be holy. Don't come before me with an order, an order of sin, an order of immorality, an order of falsehood, an order of hypocrisy, an order of gossip. Don't come before the Lord like that. Sanctify yourselves because I'm holy. Jacob sanctified himself. The Bible says once upon a time, a queen misbehaved and the king decided to replace her. And so the ladies in that vicinity or in that province were lined up to come before the king and they were prepared six months. Prepare yourself to meet God. Prepare yourself before you come to God. Some of us, we don't jump out of bed and we are in church. Prepare yourself before you come to God. Hello. And let me equally announce to you that the Lord is coming. The second coming of God is so near. What we are seeing, look at, look at you. We are all in face masks. If we were told three years ago that one day we will put on face masks, we will not believe it. The world is coming to an end. I heard on the news recently that Ebola has sufficed again from Guinea. As for COVID-19 virus, it is from um, saliva and all this. But with Ebola, it's even in the sweat. <laughs> Hello? So all these bombs we are doing, very soon, if we don't take care, if we don't care it, we can't even do bombs. You can't even get close to anybody. Then when we move to the other levels, where now we have airborne diseases. I'm not scaring you. Just stay calm. Hello? The Bible says in the last days, God will raise locusts. When the locust is coming on you, it doesn't know no smack. When locusts are released everywhere, these are just birth pains. These are small, small things. Prepare to meet Jesus. Prepare for God is coming. And he's coming for the righteous. He's coming for those who have set their lives apart for him. He's not coming for the defiled. Get to the next level. The level of fragrance. 
the level where you smell good before God. Jacob smelled good. In the New Testament, God also demanded. First Peter 1 Peter 1.16. 1 Peter 1.16 says that because it is written, be ye holy because I am holy. Holiness is demanded in a relationship with God. If you want to work with God, you must be holy. Tell somebody, you need to be holy. You must be holy. Most often, we hear people quote, but we are all not perfect. We are working towards perfection. Some things I used to do, I do them no more. You must leave the baby things, leave the childish things, move on to maturity, move on to another level. Somebody say, another level. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself with the king's meat. He was carried out to captivity. You are not in captivity. You are just in school. Leaving home. These few months leaving home, you've changed gears. You've changed reverse gears. When people are getting to levels in Christ, levels with God, you are changing reverse gears. You are ebbing away. You've allowed yourself for unbelievers to convince you into other things. I pray for you that if you are here and somebody is deceiving you to backslide, somebody is deceiving you to hell, may the power of God hit you wherever you are. May you turn around. May you repent and come back to the Lord. Draw close to him. Get intimate with him. And may his smell overshadow you. Hello? Daniel purpose in his heart. It was a purposeful something. It was an intentional something. I will not defile myself. You can do it. I can do it. It's a decision. If you make that decision, God will give you the grace to come through. And the last level for this morning, level 400, is the blessed level. Hello. I say it's the blessed level. The 400 will tell me, Pastor, level 400 is no easy. Who told you it has ever been easy? Hello. One thing I hate in academic life is thesis writing. Anything longer say thesis, um, dissertation. I hate them. I want face to face. I sit down for hours, write the exam, and go. One of our lecturers calls thesis take home exam. Consult the whole world. You can even copy. <laughs> but, when you come, then we will know whether you plagiarized, you did what, or you didn't do what. What I even hate is your, your professor or supervisor or whoever, knowing very well that you made, you made every effort to write that chapter, then they will cancel it and say, go and rewrite. So when you get to some levels, they are not easy. But with God, this level is a blessed level. And the Bible says that he blessed him. If you are close to God, if you are intimate with God, if you have that fragrant relationship with him, God is bound to bless you. Brethren, God is bound to bless you. Sometimes we want earthly blessings. Jacob didn't go for anything from the father's house. He only went for the pronouncement from the father's mouth. And that gave him everything. You only need God to speak into your life. When you are in his presence, you have no choice but to say, 
This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved son. And I'm pleased with him. And he will release his blessings on you. And Isaac blessed Jacob. What kind of blessing are we talking about? I, J Abraham drew closer to God. And in Genesis 22, verse 15 to 18, God had no choice than to pronounce blessing on him. Let's read it together. Sorry, let me read it quickly and we go. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. And the angel of the Lord, I told you, the angel of the Lord came unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless you. In multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sun which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. I declare the blessings of God over you. I declare the blessings of heaven over you. I declare the blessings of the earth over you. I declare academic blessings upon you. I declare over you family blessings. I declare over you anything that is a curse. I turn it to blessings in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, as you draw close to God, as you become intimate with him, as you smell good before him, may he release his blessing from heaven above upon your life. Somebody shout and say, I receive it. But that also comes with an effort. In Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, blessed is the man and blessed is the woman that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight... Where is your delight? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth his fruit in season. And his leaf shall also not wither. And look at the last sentence there. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. Somebody say, whatsoever I do, I will prosper. If you enter into the academia, you will prosper. If you enter into business, you will prosper. If you enter into the legal field, you will prosper. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. If you enter into ministry, you will prosper. If you marry, you will prosper. Whatsoever means whatsoever. If you even deal in charcoal, you will prosper. Somebody shout and say, whatsoever I do, I will prosper. I will prosper. You know why? Because you shall be like a tree planted by the river's side of water. That brings forth its fruit in season and out of season. Your leaf will not wither. Your health will not wane. Your wisdom will not, you will not lack wisdom. Everything about you will not wither. You'll be strong even in your old age. Even in your old age, you will still bear forth fruit. For whatsoever you do, you will prosper. If you enter into music, you will come out as the best. I say whatsoever means whatsoever. If you study dontology, you will come out as the best. If you study law, you will come out as the best. Whatsoever. If you study history, you'll be one of the best. I thought somebody would say, Amen. I thought somebody would shout, I receive it. Listen to me, church. If you read verse 4 of the same scripture, Psalm 1, verse 4, it said, The ungodly are not so. May you be godly. I said, May you be godly. 
The ungodly are not so. Once upon a time, in this same school, visited a brother, friend of ours, who had opportunity to come to University of Ghana. Wow. When we visited him, visited him at the law school. He just finished uh, one of his lectures and we met him. And he was so happy. I mean, somebody who was on fire for God. Ojashios for God. And this brother finished Lagos, went to Mokola School of Law, finished and was called to the bar. The same year he was called to the bar. His father was also a lawyer, but the father divorced the mother and was living separate life with his stepchildren, his stepbrothers and sisters. And, and life was so hard, but during those hard and difficult moments, this brother was close to God. And when the father passed away, he has so many properties. He left everything for his children. And especially this friend of ours, he left his chambers for him. Imagine, you finish law school. You were called to the bar. The same year, your father hands over to you his chambers. And he was the chief executive of that chamber. That he entered his head. He started misbehaving. He left his wife, had children with another woman. Start taking after his father's steps. And one day when we met, one of us told him, we thought we had a lawyer, but we never knew. We never knew. You are a controversial, foolish lawyer. Excuse me to say. And today as we speak, he has descended, ebbed, and he's at his wit's end. We are trying to bring him back. Let me tell you, the ungodly are not so. The ungodly and also, draw close to God. Have an intimate relationship with Him. You develop a fragrance of holiness around you. And you are bound to be blessed. Because the blessings of God brings no sorrow. He adds no sorrow to it. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless me. But these are the demands. Before Esau who come from the fields. Somebody has taken the blessing already. Brother, you can take it. The race is not for the swift. Sometimes we are in church and people, you see them just from, hey, hey, hey. They are all good. If you can't do, hey, Ababa, draw close to God. I say, draw close to God. Draw close to God. Have an intimate relationship with him. Some people are doing all the, hey, Baba, Baba, and they are doing other things. Forget. God wants to bless you. The ungodly are not so. May you be godly. Quickly. Ten ways to maintain a healthy relationship. Quickly. Number one. By being purposeful in your heart. Daniel 1.8. And Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not sin or defile himself with the king's meat. Number two. By being obedient to the word of God. Isaiah 1.19. The Bible says that if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Number three. By living a righteous lifestyle. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 34. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Can I repeat the three? Then we'll go on to four, five, and six. Number one, by being purposeful in your heart. Be intentional about it. Daniel 1.8. Number two, by being obedient to the word of God. Isaiah 1.19. Number three, by living a righteous lifestyle. Proverbs 14.34. Let's go to number four. Ten ways. To maintain a healthy relationship with God. Number four. By dwelling in his presence. 
Psalm 27 verse 4. Thank you. Psalm 27 verse 4. The Bible says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in his house and beheld or behold his beauty in his temple. Moses also said in Exodus 33, 1, and he said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Number five, by living a holy lifestyle, righteous life is different from a holy life. Holiness is an effort. Righteousness is God imputing it on you. We can't go into the details today. But by living a holy life before God. First Peter 1 Peter 1.16 Be ye holy because I am holy. By drawing close to God. James 4.8 Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands and you sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded people. So when you draw close to God, God will also draw close to you. Can we repeat that? The, the, the other three, four to six. By dwelling in his presence. Psalm 27 verse 7. Psalm 27 verse, I think verse 4 rather. Psalm 27 verse 4. By living a holy lifestyle. First Peter 16. First Peter 1 16. First Peter 1 16. By drawing close to God. Number six. That's James 4 8. Let's go to number seven. By constantly confessing your sins. Constantly, we are we are we are earthly. We are from the earth, and we are prone to sin. Sometimes we've even committed some sins we don't know of. The Bible says that if we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves, but the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That doesn't give you the license to continue sin and confess and grow up. Hello. Grow up. But whatever it is, you are still human. Confess your sins. First John 1, 8 to 9, that's 7. 8, by being humble before the Lord. If you want to maintain a healthy relationship with God, be humble. Lucifer, pride lifted him and God brought him down. And in James chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Well, if you humble yourself, God will lift you up. If you lift yourself up, God himself will bring you down. Some of you, this small leg on, and you are flying in the air. Calm down. Hello? Calm down. How much more if you attend Wales? Hello? You are in little leg on. Look at how you are behaving. If you are faithful in little things, God will open bigger doors for you. I pray that you will humble yourself and one day we will see you in Oxford. We will see you in Pennsylvania. We will see you in Yale. We will see you in many, many other universities. Say amen. amen. By being humble before the Lord. God hates pride. You can't be in the presence of God, have a relationship with God and be proud. No. Number nine. By honoring the Lord with your substance. We need to honor God, not only in worship, but we need to honor God in lifestyle and honor God with our substances. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thy increase. So shall thy bonds be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Honor God. Abel honored God. 
Solomon honored God with their substances. Honor God. Don't be stingy. Don't go to church and think you are giving pastor the money. No. Honor God. In Malachi 1, 6 to 8, the Bible says that you honor fathers. You honor your fathers. If I am your father, what is my honor? Honor God with your substance. You bring sick goats, lame sheep to offer as sacrifices to me. And God said, go and, on, go and give them to your governor and see whether they will accept it. Honor God. Don't be stingy. Know how to give and give freely. And the last one. Let me repeat the last three. That is eight to seven to nine rather. Be, by constantly confessing your sin. Number eight, by being humble before the Lord. Number nine, by honoring the Lord with your substance. Number ten, by loving one another. If you want to maintain a healthy relationship with God, love one another. For Jesus said, the best commandment is to love God and to love one another. You want to relate with God? God is love. So you must let that love radiate everywhere you go. You must let people benefit from that love. So the 10 ways to maintain a healthy relationship with God. One, by being purposeful in your heart, Daniel 1.8. By being obedient to his word, Isaiah 1.19. By living a lifestyle of holiness, Proverbs 14.34. By dwelling in his presence, Psalm 27 verse 4. By living a righteous life, 1 Peter 1.16. By drawing closer to God, James 4, 8. By constantly confessing your sins, 1 John 1, 8 to 9. 8. By humbling yourself before the Lord, James 4, 10. 9. By honoring the Lord with your substance, Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. And finally, by loving one another, John 13, 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Rise on your feet. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. I have some five minutes. I want some of the choristers to come behind me and help us sing this song. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Draw me close to you. Mm -mm -mm. Who can lead us in that song? Or you are all confused? You don't know it. Never let me go. Lift up your hands, everybody. Thank you. I laid all down again.
our most gracious God, we bless your holy name for this morning. Your word has come unto us, O God. Father, we ask, Lord Jesus, shower your blessings upon our lives, O God. And let us draw closer unto you, O God. Let us walk close with you, O God. Let us know you better and better and better, O God. Let us dive deep into your word, O God. And by doing that, O God, your blessings will come upon us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Help me know. Help me know. 